1: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion.
2: Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, Bills fans. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and we have a lot to talk about in this show. I'm going to recap the Bills-Colts Thursday night preseason game, give some thoughts on it. By the way, crazy, right? Crazy that we're already at the first preseason game of the 2019 season. We are finally here, Bills fans. So I'm going to give a few thoughts on that game. Um, I mean, it is a preseason game, so there's not a ton that we can really, truly take away from it, but I feel like there are a few things that I'm going to go over. But first... I wanted to introduce an artist named Dom Brown to the Buffalo Rumblings podcast community. Now, we have a lot of new listeners since last season when the podcast channel first launched. And Dom created a Buffalo Bills anthem in 2018 that you heard a clip of at the beginning of this episode. Now, we've also played it last season after a few wins, and you may have also heard it on KISS 98.5 in Buffalo. Well, we had a chance to talk to him about how he became an artist, a Bills fan, and how he went from those two things to opening up for Nelly this past Saturday at Canal Side. So he's created a new Bills 2019 anthem that we're going to preview here exclusively on the Circling the Wagons podcast so that you all can enjoy. So without further ado, our interview with Dom Brown. Hey,
1: hey, hey, let's go, Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo.
2: He is a recording artist performing at Canal Side this Saturday with Nelly at 5 p.m. Tickets are still available at the time of this recording, and he's an avid Bills fan that created an amazing Bills anthem in 2018 that we played on this podcast, and has created a new one for the 2019 season that he has been kind enough to preview with us. I'm here with Dom Brown. Dom, it's great to finally talk with you in person. How are you?
3: I'm good, man. How are you?
2: I am doing well. Appreciate you doing this. No Um, problem. Before we get into your show at Canal Side with Nelly and your Bill's Anthem, how did you get into music and becoming, you know, an artist in general?
3: So so when I was a senior in high school, um, I transferred schools. I'm from Rochester, so I transferred schools and then met a group of guys who did music and they were in a talent show. And like, I remember watching them saying like, I can do this. I can make music. And then I got my own equipment and I started recording music in my parents' basement and that's how I started at 17. Yeah. I started doing that at 17 and then I've been doing it since.
2: So, I mean, just growing up, I mean, in high school or even earlier, who were your musical influences and, and who did you follow growing up?
3: I would say number one, growing up, little Wayne, is my favorite, mm-hmm. anyone that knows me knows that like any debate about little Wayne, I'm I'll go in, I'll go hard for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Little Wayne, when I started making music, like T Pain was big. So T Pain was um, influenced. Nowadays, like Drake, mm-hmm. um, uh, like ooh, producers are influencers too, like Timbaland. Mm-hmm. and like, uh, who else, like uh, because man, you're you're Swiss not only
2: yep, Swiss, So you're not because you're not only just you know doing your own music and rapping and lyrics. You're also producing it, right?
3: No, no. So I, I just started to start making beats. Okay. I'm not I do not have any of my own instrumentals on my album that I have.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I buy them online. So oh, okay. I go to a site, and I have to buy them get a contract and everything because it's like, it's it's legal stuff too. like getting the beat
4: mm-hmm. and
3: having to put it on your album, you have to at least own the beat mm-hmm. or partly own it with the producer.
2: Is that one of, is that one of those things where you can ask them to edit it as time goes on and have them you know change it up if you want to uh, make them faster or slower yes. like I mean is, is do you have that ability within this uh, contract and stuff
3: yes for sure so I can I can have them add stuff to the beat um I can have them cut stuff out or basically personalize the beat if I needed to
2: because I noticed in this latest 2019 Bills anthem there seemed to be, like, you, you mentioned Bill's Mafia, obviously, and there's, like, the mm-hmm. kind of, like, hint of, like, that old-style Mafia music in the background. Was that something that you had in mind when you, when you uh, had them create that?
3: So, like, the beginning part, right? The yeah. intro part, you're saying? So, that, I added that myself. I just, it was, um... It was something on YouTube and it had Buffalo running. So like I typed in (laughs) Buffalo running. Mm -hmm. So, and that was the, the like music that was playing behind that. And then, so I kind of just came up with that myself. Sometimes I'm just sitting there thinking like, what could I do to make it better? Or what Mm -hmm. can I do to have people's attention? And I thought that would be a great way to catch people's attention.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, just growing up in Rochester, is that how you became a bills fan?
3: no actually growing up i was a huge Deion sanders fan
2: mm-hmm.
3: so wherever he was like i was a fan of i moved to buffalo in 2011 because i went to ub and then like 2014 15 i was i was in a relationship with someone who was a hardcore Bills fan like i didn't see never see anything like it especially from like a female i've never seen anything like it and it got me into like going to the games all the time. And the one specific moment I knew like I loved the Bills. It was I think it was two years ago or three years ago. It was against the Oakland Raiders and we were up. And then the second half, we just we just like I don't know what happened. We just fell at the, the second yep. half we I don't think Tyrod was the quarterback at the time. I I feel like we were up a few a few touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I felt that when i that's what i knew like when it when it felt like a heartbreak like for real mm-hmm. i was like oh, i must be a bills man like ever since then i've just been i'm here in buffalo it's kind of like if you're living here you're almost forced to be a bills man oh yeah yeah because people that's all people talk about and i just embraced it and i just hardcore bills man i love the bills
2: There you are a Bills fan because you didn't come in at the at the. You're not a bandwagon fan, that's for sure, because you didn't come in when they were amazing. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So, so you're an artist and a Bills fan. At what point did you think to create a Bills anthem in the first place?
3: I just started. I took a hiatus from music for a while. Um, I have a daughter; she's six now. So you know, like working and taking care of her. I just stopped making music for a while, and then when I got back into it, um, I, I think I sent my song to a DJ, or I was at a, I was at the bar, and I had a DJ play my song in the bar, in the club, and he loved it. So that motivated me to get back into music, and I always think of ways to, always thought of ways to like, how could I get people to listen? And in Buffalo, talking about the Bills is. The number one way to get anyone to listen to anything. <laughs> so, um, I made a song two years ago. It, it was okay, but last year when I made the song, DJ Anthony heard it and he he promoted it like crazy. So, put it on the radio and stuff. So that's gonna that's the reason why I'm gonna do it every year now. Okay. And it's it's not easy at all because it's like new players. Um, can't repeat the same stuff from the year before. It, it's it's a it's a long process to try to create a Bill song for sure. Oh yeah, I mean the hardest critics are Bills fans as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you know that makes sense. I mean, they, they we're tough fans, man. I, I guess that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, you know, especially this time of year. I know you've worked on it; it's it's almost done. It's almost finalized, mm-hmm. and you know, people are still getting injured or getting cut. I mean, if things change, I mean, can, can do you have the flexibility to change your yes. your, your song, your anthem?
3: Yes, that's the reason why. I usually don't release them until right before the first week. So yeah. what I usually do is I I'll wait until training camp's over, um, right before week one. Yep. That way I won't say any names that could possibly get cut or injured. Anyone that's injured, um, if there's players that's on the on the cusp that I think is on the cusp, in my opinion, I won't mention their name. Um, this year I. I honestly thought that Robert Foster would be higher on the depth chart for the wide receivers. Mm -hmm. So in this new song, it's still in progress. So I I said Robert Foster's name, but I did not mention John Brown. So but I'm going to go back into the song and mention John Brown because he's the number one right now.
2: Oh yeah, man! So you have to follow training camp closely just to yes, just to refine your your anthem and and really yes. make it <laughs> wow.
3: Because this is because Robert Foster I, when I made this song that I just put the players in there that I thought were going to be like the main the main receivers too. So I said I said his name Cole Beasley and Zay Jones, yeah. And I think it slipped my mind that John Brown was on the team, but when the training camp started. And then I looked at the depth chart that they had. And I was like, oh, John Brown, I have to mention him. So I'm definitely going to go back and mention his name.
2: So you're opening for Nellie at Canalside this Saturday. Is mm-hmm. this the biggest stage you've been on? And how did this all come about?
3: 100% the biggest stage I've been um, going to be on. and uh, Well, so far, hopefully. Um, I It came about because I, I used to bounce downtown. So I know a lot of the promoters and stuff. Um, he, I seen that he was the promoter, the guy named Tim, he's the promoter. And I think I, I texted him and said, Hey, do you need openers for TI or Nelly? Cause he brought TI as well. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's funny you text me because you're one of the names that was brought up in the meeting to open. He, and he was like, you have a choice. Do you want to open up for TI or Nelly? And at this time, TI was only a month away. So I chose Nelly because I knew I wanted to see how the how the show would be at Ti. I attended it to get ready for Nelly.
2: Oh wow! So, yeah, so, so were, were they going? Don't don't tell me they were going clearly off your Bill's anthem, were they? No, or just only he, there? He,
3: this. Tim is a promoter at a few uh, clubs downtown, and they play my music in the club. So oh, cool! He knew he heard my he heard my he's heard my music before okay so it wasn't just off the bills anthem
2: okay wow i was gonna um, say man that's impressive if that's if that's how far that got you so obviously yeah, that, would, all, that would be cool yeah <laughs> all your other music i mean how many albums do you have out right now how many songs one so okay.
3: been making music for 11 years now i'm 28 and i dropped my first album may eighteenth this year and I've had like mixtapes before that were just posted online for free. But this one I actually made it legit album and that was put on the streaming services.
2: Okay. Okay, great. Yeah. So we talked about the Bills a little bit in the anthem. I mean in general as a Bills fan, I mean what's your outlook for the twenty nineteen season? Do you think the Bills improve from the twenty eighteen season?
3: Oh yeah, definitely improved with the offensive line, I feel like we have a few different options we can do, like, like putting the line together. Uh, I am not going into this season with expectations as I used to.
2: Um, (laughs) You've been burned already. It's only been, like, four or five years. You've already been burned that many times. Listen, yeah, (laughs) already, man, already. Uh,
3: Uh, I just don't want to, like, have high – high high expectations but i do see a bright future for our team i I do really like josh allen i think he does have a lot to improve on but just like his grit and like you can just tell he wants to win that's like that is that is the most he's the most buffalo guy on this team you know
2: yep yep exactly And,
3: and then with our new draft pick uh our first round at oliver like that he he is like just the way he came down, like, when he when he got drafted, this is his reaction. Like, I just knew right there, like, all right, he'll be loved in Buffalo. He's going to be loved.
2: He's a Buffalo guy, right?
3: Yeah, he's happy to be in Buffalo, which is, like, the talk <laughs> is that people don't want to be. But to see someone get drafted to Buffalo, and he's, like, ready. He's, he's ready. It looks like he's ready to line up when he was going to get his hat when he got drafted. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, I agree. I'd have to tend to agree with you. So, I mean, last season after you and i hooked up and i basically we we talked over twitter i tried to play the bills the 2018 bills anthem mm-hmm. after some signature wins now unfortunately when your team only wins 6 games you know we only got to play it a few times right but um since we agreed i mean the bills will easily win like what 11 to 12 games this season right
3: <laughs> that's what i hope that's what i hope uh, um i usually go through and do picks myself uh-huh. i haven't i have not went through i had i did go through and i got i did go through and i did get nine and seven but that was before training camp and everything and like seeing how like reading and seeing how everyone's meshing together mm-hmm. um i can i can see i want i want 10 wins mm-hmm. i want him oh yeah like and i just i want the division honestly everyone wants the division but i feel like a lot of fans go into the season thinking like all right we, we got to get this wild card spot but in my eyes how i feel is like yes brady is getting old but if if we don't if we don't consistently if i feel like if we start to make the playoffs like after he retire, like i won't i won't feel happy about that like i want to get there i want to get there a few years while he's playing
4: yeah
3: i don't want any excuses like <laughs> because oh when he leaves you guys are good like no I want to get there, yeah, and win the division while he's on that team.
2: Yeah, same here, man. I, I love that attitude. I I'm, I'm the same exact way as you. So I figure we'll go through the schedule and just pick out some of the more signature wins of the season that would be that, that would be appropriate to play this 2019 anthem after a win. If if they if they do so, end up winning it. So so um, I have the season pulled up. I figure the first. Win of the season. Now the Bills play at the Jets, Jets and at the Giants. Yeah. I figure the first win of the season gets the anthem, right? No matter when it is. Oh yeah. Okay. First
3: first win, division win, uh, beat Le'Veon Bell and Sam Donald. <laughs> that that deserves that deserves it right there. That's okay. It right
2: there. So week one or for whatever. I mean, even though we think they're probably going to win week one, week two we play it then. If for some reason they don't win week one, now week three is the home opener. Against the Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. the Bills win that. We gotta play that one, right? We gotta play the yeah, anthem the home opener. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. So, so it's <laughs> a possibility wait, of at least two out of three weeks there mm-hmm. in the first. So, then the I feel Pats, like right? you yep, have the Pats yeah. <laughs> at, at
3: home too. At
2: home, any Pats win, we gotta play it, oh, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> just oh, for the yeah. same reason you just mentioned. I mean, we gotta. Mm-hmm. We we Brady just came off a of Super Bowl, so we're not getting him necessarily on his. On, on him right. trending downward. I mean,
3: you—it's all it is. He's whatever age he is. How old is he? Forty-one. Yeah, forty-one years old. Like he just won the Super Bowl. I, I don't care about what his age is. He's still Tom Brady. That's <laughs> how I see it. Yep. he has no age. <laughs> beating Tom Brady is beating Tom Brady. Yep, exactly. I, need, I want two wins against Tom Brady
2: this year. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, so then after that, they play at the Titans. Not so much a signature win there. So I don't nah. know. I don't know if we'll play that one. The Dolphins too. I think the Week Seven Dolphins. They, they look pretty weak this year. I'm, I'm yeah. hoping. I'm hoping we go two and zero oh there. So um, against the Dolphins both times, but the Philadelphia the Eagles, Eagles in Week yeah. Eight. Yeah, oh,
4: that's who,
3: gonna be. That's definitely Super Bowl champions from two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be played.
2: Yep. Okay. Okay. We agree on that one. Then we get week nine, the Washington Redskins. I mean, the Redskins are kind of rebuilding.
3: Yeah. Not too worried about that. I don't even know. I can't even tell you what their quarterback is.
2: Exactly. I don't know if they know, so it's all right. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
3: Oh, they they do have Haskins though, right? They do have. Yep. They do
2: have Haskins. They do have a rookie there and that is a home game. So, um, yeah, that
3: that one, uh, that's, on the fence, depending on how the season is going, though, too. You got to think about that. Say oh,
2: yeah.
3: say, it like, say we're on a crazy streak at that time. It might have, it might have to get played again, huh?
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to see where we stand on that one. So, but what about the next weekend? The week, next weekend
3: for 100% at Browns? Cleveland. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be at that game
2: too. Ooh, really? All right.
3: Oh yeah, I already got the I already got booked the hotel and everything.
2: Oh jeez, maybe I should call you live after the game. Maybe you could do a quick. Uh... Oh, oh, that that would be that would be interesting
3: right there. Yeah, just just
2: send me over the beats and then you can just rap over the top of it. All right,
3: <laughs> do it live. live. Do it live.
2: <laughs> so the Browns that's that's a really good one. The Browns have high expectations oh, yeah. this season. Baker Week o- Ten. OB,
3: Odell, you got Jarvis. They they really if. On paper, that is an all-star team. That is, mm-hmm. they have a, like they got Sheldon Richardson on defense. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, like you got R- Ch- running Kareem Rush, D- yep. Duke Johnson, Kareem, Nick yep. Chubb. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They look like the Warriors of, <laughs> of football right now. They
2: do, they do. But you know as well as I do, you don't build championships on free agency only. So oh no, um, no,
3: no. You gotta like. Like McDermott, he loved loved the culture. you got to have that, too.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm not sure with a rookie head coach how that's all going to go, but we'll see. I definitely will play it after the Cleveland Browns game um, if they win that one. Week 11, Mm -hmm. they're at Miami. I don't know if we want to count any Miami or – jets nah. games do we okay nah, because not really because even even the next because cuz it gets really me sweep them <laughs> ooh a sweep right? all right all yeah, right yeah a sweep uh, okay. a sweep man jets <laughs> a jets a, a dolphin sweep i love it okay good good um they, so that's 4-0 in the
3: division right there
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> then you only need five or six other games right the rest of the season you're good yeah yeah um, week 12 against the Broncos, that's not a really... I mean, they're still in quarterback flux, too. Oh, I, d- yeah. I don't expect got, a lot from them. Yeah. But I'll tell um, you what, man. We, we've said a lot of no's right now. We only have a few yeses. Week 13 through 17, man, though, there are a lot of big games. Oh, my God, yeah. See, you,
3: got, you got America's team, yep. quote on, quote off, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, Cowboys.
2: Cowboys on Thanksgiving in Dallas. That gotta play that gotta play it after a Definitely. win there. We got week fourteen, Sunday, in Buffalo against the Ravens. That's a big game. That's a huge oh, yes. game.
3: I like I like the Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson. um oh, narrative yeah. that they they're probably gonna do. Oh
2: hopefully. yeah, I bet you I bet you Josh Allen has more passing yards that game than Lamar Jackson. I don't oh, know if he they might win. Have more rushing you, too? Yeah, you you, you never know. You know.
3: Going by last year. <laughs> yep,
2: yep, that's true. That's true, and then oh, so yeah. so we got week fourteen against the Ravens. We'll play week fifteen in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Gotta play it right.
3: Oh yeah, beating Big Ben.
2: Man, those those are those are some big games, and of course week sixteen right now it's a flex schedule game, so we're not. Yeah, sure. so it
3: could be a night. It could, could be, be a night. night it Could be
2: a night at New England against the Patriots. They gotta play it if they win that it one. It could be
3: a night game, and being just being that optimistic Bills fan, it could be. <laughs> The division that the division could be on the line.
2: Oh man! Oh, stop it! You're teasing me, man. You're teasing Listen, me. With- Listen,
3: <laughs> man, I, it's it's just it's hypothetical. Cause looking at the schedule right now, I mean, I do see some critical games, but I see some games like right. It's on paper, so you know, I do trust the, I trust the coaching staff, and I trust. So it's on paper, but I do feel like this team is gonna be full of full of winners this year. Yeah, Everyone you know, that wants
2: to win. You know, and, and that that got us to week 16 and week 17, they close out against the Jets in Buffalo. I mean, that could definitely be a signature win. I mean, if you think about it, you know, we didn't say a whole lot of yeses to be the beginning of the schedule because there weren't that many significant mm-hmm. games. Now right. the home stretch, you're talking, you know, like a gauntlet of great teams. And if you're going to, mm-hmm. if you're going to make a play to win that division, you have to beat teams like that to get there. So a week 16 signature win against the Patriots to win the division or to, to put mm-hmm. the stranglehold on it, man. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm excited to first off, like talk to you this early in the season before the season starts, actually just mm-hmm. to get on the same page with you. That way we know when fans, when listeners can, you know, expect the Anthem and yes. when it's going to be played? Because man, I played it after a couple of wins last year, and I listened to them again just recently. Man, goosebumps! <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah,
3: I, I appreciate that. I, I do. I do look at uh, I on Spotify. I can look at like statistics of who's listening to my songs. Mm-hmm. And last year, and we must have had a bunch of fans go to Minnesota because it was two hundred and something plays in Minnesota that week. <laughs>
2: In Minnesota. Tell me where. Oh, yeah. really? No tells kidding. Me where?
3: Yeah. That's so, awesome. <laughs> it, we must have had a bunch of fans go. And then just recently, it's it's gotten. They it got thirty plays last week. Oh, So geez, I don't wow. know who's listening to it. Hey. But someone's getting ready for the season.
2: It's good. It's good enough that people Hopefully should.
3: Hopefully, it's some they, players. Yeah. So some players did reach out last year.
2: Oh, cool! Wow. Yeah. Can um, you tell which ones?
3: Yeah, Dawkins, Deion Dawkins. Yep. Uh huh. Um. Let's see. Who else? It was uh. Oh, no, Eddie Yarborough Oh, nice. Jerry Hughes. Wow. Did tell me that the song was fire. That was that's cool. So, so this year, my goal, ultimate goal, hopefully we can make this happen, is to hopefully I can make a a couple songs this year and get Cole Beasley on one. Oh yeah, because he's a good rapper. Really? Yeah. You didn't know? No,
2: no. How did I miss that?
3: You have to check him out.
2: Okay. Okay. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Well, hopefully he hears this, and wants to come on with you, man, Dom, It's it's been great to finally talk with you, um, about all the, all your work. Um, thank you for letting us play, um, this Bills anthem on the podcast for these signature wins in the upcoming 2019 season. Um, if people want to find all of your recorded music, you mentioned Spotify. I mean, where should they go? How should they search you? How do they find you?
3: Yeah, um, first of all, I appreciate you for having me on. Like, uh, this is this is my first ever podcast appearance. <laughs> so I'm, I'm loving it actually. Um, so you can go find my music on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, Google Play, Pandora. Um, let's see. And I do release it. I do release my music for free. If anyone doesn't have the streaming services, I do release it on SoundCloud. So if you just type in Dom Brown, my picture would come up and hopefully people would know what I look like <laughs> after the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> after, yep. after hearing this, after hearing this. Yep. Um Yeah, you can just click on No Genre was the album that I released May eighteenth. Okay. Um and it just came from I just make different types of music. Like pop, rap, R and B, uh just any type of music. That's why it's called No Genre. So just search Dom Brown no genre. You should be able to find it anywhere.
2: Well, I mean, I definitely recommend it for people, and I'm gonna check it out too, Dom. Now that I know, because, I mean, the no joke. I mean, the, the 2018 album or the 2018 Bill's Anthem was great. The 2019 one is really, I mean, it's it's amazing. I don't know how you improved on it, but you did. And so, if like the rest of your music is anything like that in the realm. I'm sure. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure, like you said, there's a reason why the players were reaching out to you. Um, where can they where can they find you on Where can listeners find you on social media?
3: My Instagram name is Dom Faded, so it's uh, just high spell Dom Faded, all one word, but just the extra D. So it's D O M F A D E D D Uh Instagram. Uh, I mean, Twitter is Dom Brown with three underscores afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook this is Dominique Brown. That's my name. So Okay, cool. And that's the other three I have right there.
2: So great. So, I mean, they can look forward to seeing you at the concert this Saturday at 5 p.m. Yep. at mm-hmm. Canal I, Side.
3: I do get on stage at 7.
2: At, on stage at 7. So, so, yes, they, so they seven. can be a little bit late just as long as they're there by yes. 7. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> I was featured in the Buffalo Spree Magazine this month. Oh, wow. So this yeah, so they had that little article about me opening for Nelly and stuff in, in the Buffalo Spree magazine. And, and then UB Spectrum reached out to me this week. Okay. So tonight I got to do, I got to finish some interview questions for them too. And stuff is it's moving quick. Like I, I people will find out I'm opening for Nelly. Now it's like people are like, oh, like, oh I want to get you on here, get you on here. So oh, yeah. it's, it's I do, I like I love it that, People are starting to notice.
2: Great, great. Well, you know, I appreciate you coming on and sharing this with us. And seriously, best of luck at the concert this weekend.
3: I appreciate you. Thank you so much.
2: All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. After that, I'll play the full Bills 2018 anthem for the last time on the podcast, so our new listeners will get one last chance to hear it. Following that, I'll give my thoughts on the Bills-Colts preseason game this past Thursday.
5: That's Josh Allen, 17. Yeah, we back. Speaking of 17, no more drought. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills make you want to shout. Trade day, trade day, making plays. That's John Murphy on the radio.
2: All right, so going into the Bills' first preseason game against the Colts, here are the most important things I was looking for. So, if you're not fo- I posted this on Twitter. If you're not following us on Twitter, please do. We're at CTW Pod, that's Circling the Wagons Podcast. And here are the six things I wanted to see from the Bills' first preseason game that night against the Colts. Number one, no injuries. Number two, and I can't stress this one enough, no injuries. Number three. No injuries. Number four, Josh Allen to throw a 99-yard bomb to John Brown on the first play. Number five, no injuries. And number six, please, God, no injuries. So as you can see, that, that was the most important thing I cared about. It's one thing if guys don't look good or they look great or whatever. If you are missing a starter for the season because they tear an ACL running on the field, that just ruined your whole preseason. But anyway, so we were very fortunate. I can, I'm s- glad to say that we didn't have any very serious injuries to very se- very important players. I should say. So Zay Jones went into the locker room for a possible concussion on a on a hit that he took near the end zone, which was a little dirty, possibly um, hard to tell. And uh, luckily, he didn't end up having a concussion. He took. I mean, he not only took a hit from uh, it was either the guy's forearm or he got speared, and then his head just bounced. Off the turf after. So very lucky he did not get a concussion. In general, I think the preseason truly doesn't affect how the real season will play out. Nick and Nolan really covered this in their latest podcast um, discussing preseason games. But here's a few things that I noticed on my own. And the first thing was uh, the defense. I thought the defense looked stout all game. And in fact, the first play of the game, the Bills blew up the Colts' offensive line. And Right up the middle, Lawson and Edmonds, stopped the running back for a loss. It it was just a a great play, and I thought Ed Oliver, for all the first-team reps that he took, he looked very good against Quentin Nelson. Easily one of the best young offensive guards in the league right now. He is a first-team all-pro guard, so him going up against Quentin Nelson was a big deal. And I think he, I think he really held his own. Not only held his own, I thought he might have had the better of it sometimes. So that's 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 a great sign. So um, actually, it's funny. There was a tweet from the official Colts Twitter page that showed a picture of Quentin Nelson with a caption the baddest dude in Buffalo, to which my response was, that's that's not Ed Oliver. <laughs> Ed Oliver is the baddest dude in Buffalo. And I wrote that before the game, and I'm like, man, I hope he does well because this is going to look really stupid. But luckily, he held his own. He made me look good, and a lot of the Bills fans and a lot of our followers on Twitter agreed with me. Now, one thing that's very important to point out, and actually one of our Twitter followers, at sick underscore UTER wrote to us and said while playing his first game at a new position so he's talking about ed oliver ed oliver played the first game in a new position in fact i think it's the first time he's ever played a three tech in any game so not enough has been made of the position switch which which i thought was a great point because we all just assumed that Based on his speed and strength and size that he would be perfect for the three technique. But um, I I don't remember reading anything or listening to anything that said he's ever really truly played three technique because in Houston, I believe he played nose tackle and he was either one technique or, you know, right on the nose. So I, this is a new position for him. So that was a great Discussion point there. I'm excited about Ed Oliver. Now, like we said, there's not a ton that you can take from the preseason, but I'm excited. I'm optimistic about it. And I think hopefully it was a good pick. It was a good pick by being in the front office on offense on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, The Bills started off with Deion Dawkins at left tackle, Quentin Spain at left guard, John Feliciano at center, which I hadn't really seen him doing a lot in training camp. So they clearly didn't want Russell Bodine doing it. Um, At right guard, they had Cody Ford, which is very important to note. And Ty Niseki was the right tackle. So Ford eventually did get some um, reps at offensive tackle, at right tackle, after the next offensive line shift went in so but it's just important to know that that's how they started that's how the team sees the starting offensive line right now we'll see if it changes who knows we're gonna find out but very important to note that they've been switching out right guards all training camp with either between Feliciano or Spencer Long or whatever and maybe they're just like hey we just Move Cody Cody Ford in. We kill two birds with one stone. We get him starting, we get tiny second in a right tackle. I don't know, we'll see. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to note was Cole Beasley was involved early and often while he was in there, which is great to see. That's one of the storylines of Cole Beasley coming to the Bills. Was can this guy be involved in an area where Josh Allen hasn't historically taken advantage of? Now these short to intermediate passes, these short routes, the basically the Edelman like routes um, of just getting open, getting sitting in the zone. And it's a, it's a sort of route where you definitely need to be on the same page with the wide receiver because he could go to many different areas of the field and he doesn't, he's not just set into one route. So that's very important. They connected a couple of times. I thought that looked great. I was very happy with that. Um, the first series, which was kind of cool, Brian Dable called All Passes. I thought that was kind of interesting. But cool, you know, they were definitely trying to to get some things. It just They just wanted to see how Josh Allen looked in the pocket. And to be honest, from my standpoint, I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, he wasn't anything special. He had a 6-for-11 for 66 yards and 0 touchdown. But um, as Bruce Nolan pointed out on Twitter, Allen looked comfortable during the game. Um, which I imagine should be easier this season in general with the middle of the line just not getting blown up on every single play and Allen having to run for his life. So I was happy with the offensive line. I was happy with Allen. I didn't expect him to light the field on fire, but I thought he he looked pretty good. Another thing to note, I mean, special teams-wise, at least, let me jump over special teams for a second, Hauschka misses an easy field goal. I'm guessing that's nothing to be worried about um, last season, obviously he was dealing with that injury from that cheap shot he took from that from the Jets' defensive lineman. So, for all we know, he's healthy, and I think this was just uh, just a bad kick. Well, that's fine. Get it out of the way now before the regular season starts. So I'm not really worried about him. I didn't note that though. Um, I thought so. Let's let's actually. So the last things that I, I had to say for this game or the things i wanted to know because like we've always mentioned it's preseason there's not a ton of things to take about take it It was um devin singletary i thought for the first time me truly seeing him in, in game form and in seeing something that wasn't in training camp against real live competition and they did give him a lot of reps because LaShawn McCoy didn't get any reps, I don't believe. And Frank Gore took a, a couple of handoffs. And then it was basically Devin Singletary, and we'll get into the rest later. <laughs> but um, I thought it, I thought he showed patience, and I thought he showed elusiveness, and I thought that he hit, hit the hole when he needed to instead of just running in a pile and hoping something happens. So um, I thought it was great. One of our followers on Twitter, at Joe Gennetti, tweeted um, Devion Singletary, which I thought was hilarious because looking at the way that he was running, it was similar to Le'Veon Bell and the fact that he was waiting for the hole to open and then all of a sudden his cut and his vision was phenomenal from From the little I've seen from him on tape in college and now with that preseason game, I'm excited. I'm excited about what the future holds at running back. I'm sure he's going to get lots of reps this season, obviously not as much as LaShawn McCoy if LaShawn McCoy stays on the team and... So I I think this will be a really good season for him to get his feet under him to understand pass protection. I don't know how good he is, but that's usually one of the biggest hurdles for first year running backs, rookie running backs, is pass protection. So he'll take this year to get some reps, get learn pass protection, different techniques, and then next year, you know, we'll have Devin Singletary and some other guys I'm about to talk about. So the other thing, running back wise, I mean, there's a lot of actual there's a lot of news on the running backs is. TJ Yeldon had a huge fumble, and that's just not a good sign. Um, I was high on TJ Yeldon being signed with the Bills when he first came because he had that pass-catching prowess that I I was really looking forward to. I mean, if you play fantasy football, you know this guy's like a PPR beast, right? And he fumbled near the goal line, uh, within the red zone at least, Uh, I believe it was the second quarter, and then after that, he basically got benched, and Sonoris Perry came in, and Sonoris Perry is not your traditional running back. He's definitely much more of a special teams player. The Bills signed him as a special teams player, but he also plays running back. I I believe they said on the telecast he's only had eight rushes in his entire career, and not for nothing, he looked pretty good in instead of uh, you know in, in TJ Yeldin instead when when Yeldin got benched and not only that he caught a pass that was way behind him Barkley threw a pass that I don't know it, it was a bad pass and he turned around caught it somehow got on the ground got up got a few more yards I thought that looked great and after finally like three or four rushes he got into the end zone at like you know, first and goal, second and goal, third and goal. Finally, got in. So I thought that that was impressive. I thought Sonoris Perry, and if you've listened to our podcast where we talked with Matthew Fairburn, he was very, I he was convinced that he thought Sonoris Perry was going to make the team based on special teams. Now, then that left T.J. Yeldon on the outside. Was T.J. Yeldon going to make the team somehow over some other player? Well, the way that it's looking right now, Sonoris Perry probably will make the team as a special team or as a fourth running back. And TJ Yeldon may not at this point. Now it's preseason, it's early. I always have to give this stupid disclaimer as preseason, right? But it doesn't look good for TJ Yeldon. A guy who was already kind of on the outside to stand up that tall. I mean, he doesn't run low if you if you saw him on that fumble. It's like he was standing up straight. So anyway, that was that was interesting. And then you have this play that everyone was talking about in the entire NFL.
0: Christian Wade is the running back and he gets the carry here for the Bills and look at Wade go! All the way
1: from England to the house! Touchdown, Buffalo!
5: Unbelievable! And look at the Bills' sideline. They are going crazy for their friend from England. Christian Wade Took the handoff, put his foot in the ground, and took it to the house. He gives the football to Matt Barkley. He'll take that one back to England.
2: The British have arrived. One, if by land. Two, if by Christian Wade. So, as Bills fans, obviously that was awesome to see a guy with his first touch, not only as his first touch as an NFL player, it's not like he's a rookie, but. A rugby player in England, a 28-year-old rugby player from England, and I don't know. I thought that was was awesome. The thing that I think that we should mention because we've just been talking about running backs and everything going on is that the Bills are able to place Christian Wade on the practice squad in 2019 and because he's an international player they're they're given an 11th player exemption which i think is important if, if it were me now i'm talking as if i'm brandon bean i would let him sit on the practice squad this season as the 11th member and let him gain experience and understand the game a little bit more i mean this is the it's not like he's been playing it since he's you know, Ben and Pop Warner, I mean, he's learning all of the facets of the game for the first time, not only the intricate, you know, passing routes and, and running routes and, and everything like that, just areas and lanes and all of that, all of that information that you just wouldn't normally know as a rugby player. He's going to learn it as a 28-year-old. So in my opinion, let him sit on the practice squad. And then next season, he's part of your one-two punch with Singletary. So you have Devin Singletary, you have Christian Wade as as, an, as another piece, and then a rookie or whoever else backing up. And, and I just love the idea of that one-two punch. You have, obviously, Christian Wade has wheels, man. That dude just flew down the field. And then you have Singletary, who's more of, like I mentioned earlier, the Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell patient looking for the right lane, elusive. That's a great one-two combo, in my opinion. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, I real quick plug. So those were my thoughts on the Bill's Colts preseason game. Those are a few of them. Um, I purposefully didn't listen to Anthony's recap because I didn't want it to you know interfere with mine. I can't wait to hear what he had to say about. It. hopefully not the same exact thing. but um, now is as good a time as any. I just want to give a quick tea public plug for our uh, tea public store. Right now, um, Friday and Saturday, there is a 35% off all t-shirts, coffee mugs and everything else. Um, on our T Public site. Um, that site is TPublic.com slash stores slash CTW pod. Now, the CTW pod is just like our Twitter handle, Circling the Wagons Pod. So, um, this sale includes all of our Josh Allen jumping over the haters shirts um the mcdermott trust a process shirts and all of our new circle the wagon shirts i mean there's some cool stuff on there check it out let us know what you think of it um you can find all of these and a ton more we have like 15 or 20 different designs you can get on any any size any color t-shirt you want okay so uh, again that site is tpublic.com slash stores slash CTW Pod and uh, give us some feedback on it i know we've had some sales obviously through the podcast and through other people finding on twitter but let us know what you think about it we have the ability to change any of these designs at any time so if you're like oh you know i think that uh, josh allen needs to be a little bit bigger or smaller or whatever you know just shoot me a, a dm me follow us on twitter definitely follow us on twitter we um have gotten a lot of new followers since this season has really started to take off so um follow us again at ctw pod so just some other notes that happened this past weekend um that i'm sure are going to be talked in a little bit more detail this past this upcoming weekend in, in all of our podcasts so the bills traded defensive end eli harrell to the eagles for offensive lineman ryan bates so i read joe marino's uh pre-draft assessment on it and i kind of skimmed through it and right now it sounds like you know we're basically we had some excessive talent at defensive end for once especially with how how daryl johnson looked this past thursday so i think it just kind of made eli harold expendable and they definitely needed offensive linemen with uh, some injuries that they've sustained recently. I don't even know if, I mean, I haven't even mentioned it. I don't know if the guys have mentioned it on the podcast network. But obviously, Ladrian Waddle went down this past week uh, with a season-ending uh, quadricep injury. So that that's really unfortunate. But in my assessment for this trade, we basically traded a third-string defensive end that we may have cut for a third-string offensive lineman that we need for depth um, because of those injuries. Other news and notes, the Bills signed cornerback Captain Munderlin um, from the Carolina Panthers, which everyone's going to like roll their eyes when I say that he's from the Carolina Panthers because obviously that's what the Bills do, right? Um, and from what I've heard and what I've read, he's not that good, but I haven't been following him. I know that with all of these signings and all of these moves, please check BuffaloRumlings.com. They're going to give you a lot more in-depth Coverage on that. So the Bills signed ca- cornerback Captain Munderland basically to replace cornerback EJ Gaines, who is going to be placed on IR. Now, what's good about that, and I was talking with Kyle Trimble from bangedupbills.com which is you should definitely follow him too, is he was saying that this is important because he could come back in the second half of the season, which is going to be important because obviously the Bills are going to be looking at a Super Bowl in the second half of the season, so they're going to need EJ Gaines back then, right? I mean, think, I think we can all agree on that. So, um, but he did mention, that I didn't know this, but you cannot be placed on the PUP, the PUP, unless, the physically unable per- to perform, unless you start training camp, on the PUP. So you can't all of a sudden, so EJ Gaines after this injury can't all of a sudden, okay, we're going to put EJ Gaines on the PUP for the beginning of the season. He'll come back after six weeks or whatever the length is. No, you can't do that. You have to start camp on the PUP and that's it. So obviously he didn't start camp in the PUP, so he won't be on the PUP. He is on um, the, the, season, or the injured reserve. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's to come back. And I believe that's week nine. So other other moves that the Bills have made, they signed defensive tackle. Roderick Young, and offensive lineman Demetrius Rainey, obviously more depth along the offensive line there. And the Bills placed defensive tackle Robert Thomas on injured reserve along with EJ Gaines. And the Bills also released offensive lineman Nico Saragusa. Again, um, I'm just giving you the brief information that I've come across within the last hour or two. So be f- feel free to definitely check out buffalorealmings.com for all of that information. They're going to give you a lot more in-depth coverage on these guys where they come from what they're doing what to think of them where they fit into the scheme so obviously we have you covered for that so i have to leave on this funny bill's story bill's anecdote that just happened to me this last week so every year my work does this really cool bill's game they, they go to a bill's game every year And it's really cool because I live in the Rochester area, so our company gets a bus, and we pay a certain amount of money, and we get a ticket and a bus to and from Buffalo, which is awesome. It covers food, beer. It is a great time. Plus, it's hanging out with people you work with. It's it's something that I always like going to. It's a fun time. And um, I look forward to it because uh, living in Rochester, having smaller children, I don't get to go to Bills games that often. It's just the way it is. I love going to them. I just I've had season tickets. I just haven't been able to do it a lot recently. Every year I look forward to this. So this season, I asked Mike and John, obviously the the co-hosts to the Circling the Wagons podcast during the season. I asked them, hey, do you guys want to get tickets? They're like, absolutely. Let's do this. I text my wife and said, hey, we're we don't have anything planned for. September 29th against the Patriots, right? I mean, no less, like, my company can't always get the best tickets to the best games, but they got the Patriots game this season, which is the second home game, like, hell yeah, like, let's do this, right? So I texted my wife, like, we have nothing going on except to Sunday, September 29th, right? I mean, we rarely have things going on that far in advance that I don't know about, but I'm just double checking her, right? Just doing the good husbandly thing. And just double checking with my wife because we all know it doesn't work out well when you don't let them know about something and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, the day of, hey, by the way, today's the Bills game. So I texted her this and she's like, oh, you're going to love this. So that day is actually the date of so-and-so's wedding. Now this is a relative of my wife and one that we rarely see or think about or whatever. So she said the Save the Date is on our fridge, which I don't check the fridge for the Save the Date, right? Whatever. And I was like, you're kidding me, right? So I was like, in my mind, like, you're kidding me. This is on a Sunday? It's on a Sunday during football season? And then I all of a sudden went from that and be like, I don't like them well enough to go. I don't really care if I see them I like go like, Like just terrible things as – a husband and whatever to these relatives but i was just like i don't like them enough to go you know i I really want to go see this game so i posted this on twitter it got a lot of funny responses so i'm gonna read some of these just because i really appreciate the bill's twitter community coming and getting my back by the way um this was posted more times and obviously i'm not going to read about is that people were saying um just don't go (laughs) like just oh oh okay Oh, that's all. So I just don't go to this wedding that my wife expects me at. Like the people that said that, it's just funny. You either must not be married or you just don't realize how my marriage works. Because when my marriage – the way my marriage works is when my wife tells me we're doing something, I try to give sound logic on why I don't think we should be doing said thing. And then we end up doing that thing anyway, right? I mean, isn't that how marriage is supposed to work? Happy wife, happy life. So obviously I'm going to this game, or I'm not, (laughs) obviously I'm not going to the game. I'm going to this wedding. But I was just, you know, I put it up to Twitter like, hey, any advice is appreciated. So here are some funny ones that that I wanted to read. This is from at Khalid321. But this game, he wrote, this game preceded the whole relationship. I know I'm not available any Sunday in the fall until death. Who gets married on football Sunday? This is why divorce rate is high, starting on the wrong note. I mean, buddy, you're preaching to the choir, right? Who gets married on a football Sunday? Exactly. Well, I will tell you who gets married on a football Sunday, a couple that doesn't really care about sports. And I don't know if you guys have ever run into these people before, just in general, Um you get stuck at a party. You're talking to someone. You're like, "Oh, hey, what? Are, like, oh, well, I'm a Bills fan," and they go, "Oh, I'm not really into sports." And you're like, uh, this is gonna suck." How do I get out of this conversation, right? Well, these relatives are not sports people, so this is that's why they did it on Sunday. I mean, whatever. Like, I'm not gonna give them the cheap card because you're having a wedding on Sunday. Not everyone can afford a $20,000 wedding, okay? So I don't blame them for that. Just don't do it between September and January. You can do it any other time of the year. Just do it. You could do it in January. Well, not January. February, March, whatever. Who cares? It's you know I shouldn't say February because the Bills are probably going to be in the Super Bowl or at least in the playoffs by then, January. But like March on, man. Like rock on, right? So that was a funny response. Um, here's one from at Town. Bill's football is considered religion to me. Therefore, religious beliefs trump any wedding. You're welcome. And that's really good. That's a really good advice. It really it is like a religion to us, right? So that was good. This is from at Bokes26. The first mistake is having a wedding on a Sunday during football season. It shows that she wears a pants before they're even married. Second, say you're a finalist to be the couple married on the field during halftime to renew your vows, boom, which <laughs> I forgot that that was the game where the Bills are actually going to marry a couple at halftime. So that's awesome. I would say that they wouldn't believe me and they don't even know about it because they're not Bills fans. <laughs> so um, that was great advice. So I I, I, I have like three or four more. They're really good. And um, at Louis Peon LV, Wrote to me, I know a great divorce lawyer, <laughs> which I thought was funny. And I wrote, I replied back to him. I said, for me, I hope, right? Me, because I don't want her to have a good one. So, uh, but then again, like I said, I'm going to this wedding. So hopefully that doesn't come to that. <laughs> um, at Walla J tweeted, he said, I'd ask what the price is to pay uh, in order to skip the wedding because I missed my brother's wedding to coach in a high school playoff game. By the way, who gets married on a damn Friday early or damn Friday night in early November? Now he's talking obviously about his brother getting married. So I responded back like, "Does your brother still talk to you?" And he wrote, "Jay wrote he does." It was my mom that was pissed, <laughs> and uh, so I thought that was a funny response. Um, here's a good one. Um, this is from at Mo Sanup. And he wrote, if you're holding a wedding in the fall on a Sunday, you need to reconsider your life choices, which I agree with. I mean, I think most of my friends and family members would never do something like that. So it's safe to assume that none of my close friends and family members need to reconsider their life choices. But I totally get what you're saying. This couple definitely does. And the last one, I'm going to leave it on. This was this was the best one so far. This was from at Sam Dell. 5555 five, five, five. he wrote ask if the wedding can be quote unquote flexed <laughs> which is which is great amazing thank you guys for all of your comments and sharing in this awful experience with me um i agree it shouldn't happen things happen though you know you know i mean like uh, luckily i did find out it's like a 10 30 wedding right so it's going to be like a brunch wedding so i will be on my phone on the nfl mobile app on my verizon phone so i can watch the game no matter what so i will watch the game i will find a way to watch it and they might not like that but that's the way it goes right so anyways to, to end this podcast on that On the notes and everything like that. I really appreciate you guys all hearing Dom's music and interview earlier. On a very personal note, when Matt Warren asked me to join the Buffalo Rumblings podcast channel almost a year ago, I was really very appreciative of him giving us the chance to talk bills on one of the biggest and best Bill sites on earth. And and ever since then. I've wanted to use this small platform that I have to showcase talent within the Bills community whenever I could. And Dom is a great example of that talent. I mean, we've been messaging each other since last season and all summer so glad. So I'm really glad that we could finally put this together we have a lot of new listeners so you may not know that every Sunday night after the Bills game we do a recap podcast of the game we give our thoughts on it we go over stats and our wall of famers of the game etc and that's when I'd be playing Dom's 2019 Bills Anthem I'm going to preview a clip of it at the end of this episode so add the Bills Anthem to your Sunday tailgating playlist on Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, iTunes and everywhere else that you stream music Thanks again to Don Brown, and for me, Nate, go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again soon.
5: Mafia, Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia, Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia, it's the Buffalo Bills, hey it's the Buffalo Bills, hey Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia, Josh Allen, Shady, Frank Gore, who's stopping us, Jordan Poya, Trey Day, Rizzo, who's blocking us. I don't see nobody stopping us Number one, no one on top of us Bitch more snap than Josh Allen Looking down the field. See no one open So he scrambled right He sees somebody open But he off balance So he gotta be focused Dawkins with the block Allen with the shock 70 yards Will it be caught Zay Jones or Cole Beasley Down the field Past the whole world. So that's Robert to Make it so easy Touchdown New era field Rockin' every Sunday Gotta hangover on every Monday Posh money kicking? you